Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. We are here to talk about a UFC Vegas 85, uh, I guess, fight night card that really underwhelmed the people out there, underwhelmed the two hosts of this podcast, my name being Matt McSweeney, his name being Ty Capone. Ty, uh, it, was a, it was a bloodbath out there, and we knew it going into some of these doo-doo fight nights, and I think we have to make a pact today to not bet these cards anymore, or at least not have uh, five-plus bets, because that's, I think, what gets us uh, in the red here is we just... See fights, we want to bet them, but we got to have some self-control here. Yeah, when you go out and bet Diana Belbita and she gets her arm snapped in half, that's a that's a eye-opening moment for sure. So I think you know once I was start I started throwing out these bets to you, and you're like, oh my god, you're doing what? I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. And then uh, I figured this is going to come back to haunt me. So that's all right. We, we started out the year hot. We had a little a little road bump right here. I'm sure this next card. I mean, me and you were definitely hammering Joe Pfeiffer inside the distance for sure. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm not too uh, too keen on anything. So we're going to take it easy. We're going to probably have as half as many bets as last time. Uh, maybe, dude, maybe over-unders. Maybe we should start going the over-under yeah. route. I feel like that's kind of a, a sneaky suspicion. You're like, hey, one of these guys, one of these bums is going to get finished. Let's just take the under. Uh, we should have did that in the Bell Beats fight or uh, the Charles Rodriguez Radke. fight. Definitely the Pete Rodriguez. I mean, Temba Garimbo came out here and said, I want another house. Rock. Yeah. So I see what you're doing uh, over the there in, uh, yeah. in SmackDown, Rock. I, I want another house. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, there's some people who you know had a nice had a nice little night, but all in all, it was just a not not a great card, if you will. Yeah, not a great card. And let's just get right into it. We can't. Well, why sit here and waste too much time? We had a main <sighs> event featuring Nasruddin Imovov taking a majority decision over Roman Delizze in a fight that. With, for lack of a better word, or honestly, an imperfect word, was boring as shit, man. It really was. It was not really much happened. I think he almost finishes him in the first round. And uh, Herb Dean's letting uh, Roman just take punches off the side of his head and just kind of yeah. letting it happen, not, not really getting himself involved. And then after that, that was it. There was a lot of clinching. There was a lot of rest up against the fence. There was some, uh, I mean... There were some striking exchanges, but they were very minimal. And if they happened, they happened for only 30 seconds to 20 seconds before one or the other pushed them up against the fence. Uh, Imavov seemed like he was gassed for the for majority of the end of this fight just because he had shot his load there in that first round trying to get him out of there. And, and then he I, – I just didn't like the way he kept looking at the clock. I mean, the round would just start. He'd get pushed up against the fence. And he's looking at the clock for how – you know, 40 – for four minutes left on the clock. It's like, oh, oh my God. But – uh, yeah. He gets a point taken away at a certain point with, uh, I believe it was a groin strike of some sort. Is that what happened? And then, I guess the corner started yelling at him. Well, like what? What exactly did happen there? I, I, I still didn't watching it live. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, um, it was like a. I think it was the um, was an eye poke and then a down kick because he was. Oh uh, yes, yes, his, yes, yes. He had his hand on the Something floor along those lines, and yeah. then he kicked him in the face. He, he pretty much caught a big toe right to the fucking eyeball. That was kind of crazy. Um, which you know it, it, it could be legal soon, but right now it is not. And then the, uh, Chris Curtis takes his uh, comes back from his social media hiatus 
to say that uh, there was four eye pokes and two groin strikes and this and that. He's a dirty fighter. He's always been a dirty fighter. Talking about Imavov. And, sure. uh, yeah, I mean, all he does is complain on Twitter, Chris Curtis, the action, yeah, the Twitter the action. figure, action man. Um, Twitter action. Man. Yeah, he was getting his ass beat by Imavov before the uh, the clash. So I, I don't really care what he has to say, but it does happen in Imavov fights. There are some weird weird moments, some 10-8s, some 9-8s, some 9-9s. Yeah. So um, he's definitely got to clean some things up. I wasn't totally impressed by her by his performance, but it's you know sometimes it's tough when your dance partner doesn't want to do anything. Right, uh, Roman Delite had, had almost eleven, uh, ten minutes of control, but a lot of that was just against the cage. Right, a lot of clinch work, and uh, he got knocked down. I think in the was it in the first round he got knocked down? Um, I think I believe so. I think so. And um, yeah, I mean he got dominated in that first round, probably a, probably a ten eight. Right, uh, that's what most people had. But I believe Mr. Sal Diamato and Mr. Ron McCarthy said, "Nah, nah, it's a ten nine. Uh, the guy was on the precipice of being finished for about a minute. And they thought that wasn't good enough. But Ron McCarthy in the fourth round gave Roman Delize a 10 8 because obviously he lost a point. Uh, Imavov did, but I don't think he won that round, Delize. So, all in all, it was just a weird fight. A, a messy, sloppy, just odd fight. I mean, to be completely honest, all that matters is Imavov pretty much outclassed him at, at almost the entire. The entirety of the fight, I thought. Um, I thought he won pretty much every round. If there was a round that he probably didn't win, it was the second, I think. But he was winning the fourth with or without that that shot. Um, yeah, I mean, he out he outlanded him to the head 71-14, mm-hmm. 24-8, shout out to Kobe, to the body, 17-12 to the leg, 67-32 th- at distance. Also, much more accurate. Uh, Delize just doesn't he, – he's just a little slow, a little plodding. And Imavov, man, has a lot of good speed. Good movement, just very uh, quick twitch muscles, uh, great kickboxing, does well in the clinch. If it goes to the ground, he does well there. But, uh, you know, just just needs to iron out his game. It wasn't his best performance, but uh, not having a, a suitable dance partner definitely definitely doesn't help his case at all. So, yeah, I mean, just I just think he needs a little bit. He's only 27 still, so I think he just needs a little bit of time. Still just, you know, working his way up that middleweight ladder. Keep giving him tough, tough fights. Maybe give him Pfeiffer. Hermanson, the, the winner of that fight, that would be kind of uh, – him and Joe Pfeiffer would be action, I think. It would be a lot different than, than this fight. But uh, just slowly climb up and you know completely try to you know iron out his entire game, which I think is good. I think sometimes he gets a little complacent. Yes. Uh, maybe his cardio isn't all the way there. He, he wasn't gassed, but you know, like you said, looking at the clock a lot. Um, just, just some things to work on. I'm, I'm still a big fan. Um, I'm not sure what his ceiling is. I think we need to see – how he developed again, only 27, just like Taporia. But you see what kind of spot Taporia is in. I think uh, that that kind of separates them tier wise a little bit. But I'm still all in, man. He's got that great distance control, distance management. When, I wish he would kind of go for more wrestling. I wish he would try to take guys down because he has some nice ground and pound. He has some nice front chokes. And um, yeah, yeah, I just thought, you know, Roman Delize definitely, definitely took a step back in this fight. Um, so I'm not too sure what's next for him, but at least he's, uh, you know, a new father. Uh, yeah, they, he's got that going for him. He really need. I, I mean, it, it seems like when he's at the age that he's at, he's kind of, uh, you know, the, like this is, a, this is a huge blow to his maybe chasing a championship sort of run or something along those lines. It just, he didn't really look, it, to me, was not really competitive in this fight whatsoever. You know, the scorecards may tell you something different, but from just watching it, and thinking, oh, does this guy have a chance to win? I never thought 
that Delize really had a chance to win this fight. Even when he was trying to hunt those takedowns and he got uh, him to the ground or like, you know, at least had him, you know, on his butt scooting back up, but he never really was able to gain control or really never had control of this fight for any extended period of time. Really? I, I thought he, well, I guess they don't count it as a takedown, but he did like have him on the ground with yes. Nash yeah, yeah, yeah. hands underneath of him. Yeah. You know, I, I and had a bunch of control against the cage. You never which, know. DC you know. has mental breakdowns about that when they don't count stuff. <laughs> takedowns. He's like, that is a takedown. When you go to the ground, you're like, okay, all right, I got it. DC. Yeah, calm down. Sure. DC. We got uh, took John Jones down once or something. Calm yeah, down. Good. Uh, good on Nasserdine. Really. You can't hold that against him. Win is a win, but uh, this is one of those fights where it leaves me like, I don't, I don't really care, you know. I, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, Amival, I will look forward to who they have him up against, but he's that number eleven. Delizze was at eight. He's probably going to jump up to flip. probably flip spots. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, what do you have him fight? Maybe a Vittori? Brendan Allen. Uh, Brendan Allen. Someone along those lines. I guess that's next. Probably a five round affair. I don't know. I like it. I'm here for it. I would love to see Brendan Allen and Amival. Uh, they're both kind of. I think they're both 27. Um, they're both. Still tapping into that untapped potential. Um, still learning. Both got good camps. Both are good kind of on the feet and on the ground. If it stays on the feet, I think Yuvov pieces him up. We've seen Brennan Allen yeah. be hittable, uh, get knocked down, knocked out even. Yeah. Um, that seems like it's one or the other. Like they got like right. someone's got to get to the ground or someone's got to keep it up in that personal way. He's, he's been submitted, but he obviously has dangerous jiu-jitsu and, and, and good wrestling. So I think it would be a very... That'd be a very not even. I would favor Imavov, but that'd be a very pretty. It would be a better version of the Moicano Dober fight, which, uh, yeah, didn't love. I hate to say. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's an interesting uh, segue, and I, I, it's very very well implicated or very well used right there. Hernando Moicano, Money Moicano, gets a unanimous decision victory over Drew Dober, <laughs> and we are not just saying this because we had Dober TKO. It was kind of just you know we had to take a shot here and make a bet. But this fight was boring as shit, man. It really like this was. Yeah. You knew as soon as Moicano got him to the ground the first time, you were like, "Oh, this is over." You know, like, I knew right away. I'm like, Dober's not going to be able to keep himself upright. It's just is oh. what it is. Moicano was a, a much bigger human. I did not account for that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I he, was a little. Uh, I, I don't know, surprised. like, because he well, he used to fight at 45, correct? Yeah, and now like that. I mean, it must have been death to make that. He, I mean, I get he's three inches bigger than Dober and whatnot, but. He just was towering over him the whole time and just dominated him. And really wasn't get all that close to a finish. I know he was hunting those submissions. Dober did a good job of defending himself. But this was a, uh, you know, this was as expected an outcome as you can imagine after the first minute or two of the fight. You kind of knew what was going on. Dober landed some shots here and there, but nothing ever really. Yeah. At one point, I thought he had him hurt or at least a little compromised. I think in the second round. But, um,. Got taken down. Couldn't do anything. Got yeah. his own takedown in that round, too. But, yeah, man, uh, Moicano, I mean, significant strikes-wise, 23 to 22 in favor of Dober, 38% for Dober, 54 for Moicano. Uh, so, I mean, it just, you know, there was a bunch of ground strikes, but those are obviously just nothing crazy. Um, yeah, it was just a nothing performance. I guess he was um, – did he have any – Sub attempts? No, no. He's not credit for any. I thought he was close. I thought he had his back. He at was one going point for that head and arm for a while, but he just couldn't get it. Like he, ne- like yeah. he was staying in half guard a lot, and that's what everyone at, my, at the house was freaking out. And I'm like, well, he's just trying to hold position. Like he's not really trying to submit him, because like, they all had like Moicano sub. I was like, unfortunately, boys, I don't think you're getting that. I think another yeah. situation where we all lose money. Like I, I think that's just kind of how it goes, because 
he really did not want to lose that position, and he just he was good. He was good with where it at. Where he's a funny guy. He really is. Oh I, my I god, like, that post fight. Yeah, that was great. But Dude, he I- is fucking boring. <laughs> he is a boring fighter, man. And if he's not getting the piss beat out of him by RDA, then I don't care to see him, to be honest. Yeah. So I guess there's much more to talk about um, regarding this post fight uh, interview with DC rather than his actual fight. Literally uh, talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so it was just so raw and, and he just came out hot he's like i'm gonna tomorrow i'm gonna get my wife pregnant again talks about his dad 62 pumping out another one that's impressive no matter how he likes it my dad is 68 so he's just a couple years removed from being 62 if he had a kid at 62 i'd be like whoa well, hold on what do you, what do we got what do we got going on here what's doing here cuz what are we doing yeah what are we doing so uh good for him good for his father um also <laughs> Also, uh, going into the, um, you know, he wants to be a police officer, kill the bad guys. People need to go to church, respect the law. Also, follow my YouTube channel. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then he calls MMA Guru a pig, which was, I mean, he was just dragging MMA Guru through the mud multiple times after the fight. Um, you know, <laughs> it was good. It was really good. He, you know, he asked DC, he's like, you're here again, motherfucker. <laughs> um, also, the fact that you learned English by playing Call of Duty is is amazing. As that, yeah. that would be me it's if I was not from here. No, no, but it's definitely if you want to curse, which he does. Um, yeah, he probably so, knows some racial slurs that none of us have even heard before. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to unleash them. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's next necessarily for him. I think he um, he's at a point in his career where he is a little a little older. Right, he's thirty four. So um, you feel like it's now or never for him to take that to take that dive into the the deep waters of 155, but man, 155 is fucking tough. Yeah. You know, we talk about all the time how good it is. There was a fight earlier in this card between two inexperienced guys at 155, and even they look, they, they just look good. Even when they don't fight that well, even when there's not that much output, they look good, and I'm talking about Medeiros and Quinones. Yeah. Uh, like, I see the potential. You know, I see yeah. it, and those are just guys at the bottom of 155, so that just shows you how dangerous, how tough 155 is, and for him being a naturally, I know he's long, but naturally 145, uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, he's, what was he, right outside the top 10? He's, I mean, he's behind Benoit Saint-Denis, and he probably should be behind Benoit Saint-Denis yes. uh, at 13, and Dover's at 15. It's tough, man. It's tough cracking the top 15 at lightweight. Honestly, you look at some of these guys, you're like, damn, Fazeev is at 8. You know, Dan Hooker's still hanging around at 10. Bobby Green's a tough out no matter what at 14. So, and even Dober, you know, if, if Dober can just keep his keep himself up, and work his way up. Uh, he, he's a tough out for anybody. So, yeah, not a great fight, but uh, I'm kind of interested to see how they book each of these guys next, and, and maybe what whatever we got next. I would, <clears throat> excuse me, I would do Moicano versus Benil Daryush next. That would be my. Uh, I like it. <clears throat> sorry, my uh, my voice is starting to um, leave me now. But deteriorate. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's deteriorating a little bit, but yeah, that would be my move. Just to kind of two grappler. Sort of guys who can strike a little bit, match them up against each other. Because, I mean, you could do like the Jalen Turners and the Dan Hookers, but that could kind of be one sided. I don't know. I just yeah. Did Hooker fight Dober yet? I wonder if that's a thing. I don't know. That would. I don't, that would I don't think awesome. so. That would be sick. That's something I'm yeah. I'm down for. I think Hooker. I would probably would bet Hooker in that. But I remember Dober beat uh, knocked out Bobby Green. So I guess you don't want to do that. Um, other than that, maybe run it back with Terrence McKinney. Just kidding. But. Uh, he did fight Darius uh, Dober. You, you said Moicano, yeah, yeah, sorry. Moicano, yeah. 
it's tough. One fifty five. It seems like everybody fights each other. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm all for that. But yeah, this fight didn't do anything. How about Randy Brown taking out Muslim Salikov in the first round? There we go. Of course, you know, I just uh, one time I, you know, when I bet decisions and then guys get brutally knocked out, it just is a bad <laughs> negative reinforcement to make sure I never do that again. And yeah. make sure I'm always betting inside the distance or TKO because it's, you know, and then every other fight went to decision basically other than the ones that <laughs> I had, you know. So it's another great weekend. But this, listen, Randy Brown, clean, clean as shit, knocked him out, landed a nice. nice little punch for the way out. But, you know, hey, Randy, a good, a good win for Randy Brown, a good finish for Randy Brown and Muslim Salikov off to the glue factory. Yeah, Kerry Hatley said, I need to see more. Yep. He went down like a ton of bricks. I need to see another one. Um, so that was cool. Poor, uh, poor Muslim. Yeah, I, I mean, we should have done this. We should have been like, yo, this is a guy who's aging. He's obviously not, you know, he's getting older. Once you hit 39, 40, that's, that's a different uh, line of demarcation, if you will, than 34, 35. That's, that's, that's like you said, glue factory territory. So <clears throat> we should have seen this. We should have seen this. But also, when's the last time Randy Brown got a knockout? Five years. So yeah, exactly. I, I guess that's not really our fault. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, But that was nice. It was a nice... A nice little straight right that just sat him down, and Kerry Hatley was like, "Nah, I, I have over a half a round," and um, I think he actually got over the half a round. So there you go, Kerry Hatley. Shout out to you. So shout out to Kerry Hatley. Shout out to everybody out there. Good win for Randy Brown. How about Natalia Silva uh, winning a unanimous decision? This fight, another one, <laughs> just boring. Great. Really boring. A uh, lot, lots of uh, clinch work. Lots of, I mean, Vivi. Vivi looked good for portions of this fight. I, I guess. And not getting finished and just completely dominated, but you yeah. know that's really all I can say is Natalia Silva was always. It seemed like once she kind of got past the, it seemed like she was getting pushed up against the fence early on in this fight. It was like a little like, whoa, is she gonna lose? And then she turned it around and she got her own strikes yeah. off, and then she started uh, controlling the octagon a little bit. So good win for Natalia Silva. Yeah, more than half of uh. Vivi's control time came in the first, yeah. which she won, and then after that, nothing. She couldn't get a takedown. Yep. She couldn't. She couldn't do anything. And so, you, you definitely want to see a little bit more from Natalia. But again, I think she's also twenty seven, so um, she's got a lot of work to do. But I, I see the potential. She's quick, great kickboxing. I, w- I just want to see a little bit more activity. Uh, you know, I want to see her sit down on her shots more, land bigger shots. She has power. So again, just another case of of a fighter needing to iron out. Everything. Uh, I, I'd like to see her. I, I know she went for one takedown, but I'd like to see her maybe go for some grappling. She has subs. Um, hopefully, she's not a fighter that we see like kind of plateau. That would kind of suck because I think, again, she has some ability. She's a little small, but um, she has great distance control. Uh, a little bit reminiscent of the conversation we had about Imavov, just a different weight class. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what she does going forward. But she's only going to keep getting bigger fights from here. So, um, I wonder what I wonder what they do next. Honestly, with her. Um, let's see where they have her. I'm not too that was sure. Flyweight, right? Yeah, so that's at 125. I got, I got and that division, you know, it's it's decent. It's decent in the top ten. Like I would love to see Natalia Silva and Tracy Cortez battle for you know which ones, which prospect, if you will, even though Tracy has been around for a while, which prospect is ready? Or maybe yeah. uh, you know, I think Macy Barber has a fight coming up, right? Is she fighting Firo or Chukate? Chuk might be. Ch- I'm not sure. Firo's Seminara now since she got married. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, still is top ten, so that's good. But I just don't know what she does next. Not sure. Maybe we get her and Karini Silva. We get the Silvas to fight each other. I'm not sure. Macy Barber and Chukagian at UFC 299. That's right. Sermonara. So, 
Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with anything you do at Natalia Silva involving another top ten fighter. Uh, that that I'm okay with. Vivi, I, with all due respect, could care less what they do with. So, you know, she's, as well. The, it's passerby. She's um, almost done. Yeah, I'm, I'm good to Give go. Give her Karini Silva next. How about that? Yeah, just have a Silva battle. How about Alish Cobb? There you go. <laughs> be- be- better than what I was saying in the uh, yeah. preview. <laughs> Alish Kabob. Alish Kabob. Uh, Alish Kabib. Yeah. Kizriyev, Mahmoud Muradov ends in 11 seconds after Woo. an accidental eye poke to Muradov. Not really much to say here. Yeah, uh, I hope they rebook it. Yeah, it was really nasty. It, it's, <laughs> that was bad. And once it happened, you were just like, it, you, I was like, oh, come on. Like, whatever. And then you see the replay. You're like, oh, shit. And, it, yeah. and whenever you see the doctor in there with like two minutes, 30 seconds on the clock, you're like, uh, okay, we, we might be uh, we might be out of here. So, yeah. And we were. We were out of there. And that was that. So, uh, I guess I, I guess really not much to say other than hope we see it again. How about this though? The the star. This is what everybody came to see. The star <laughs> of the show, Chuck Buffalo, Charles Radke gets a TKO finish over Gilbert Urbina. He gets the only win of the night for the for the Hot Take Hot Box Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast Pick Card. That was yours under two and a half. Easy bet there for you, Ty. But. After the fight, Ty, I know we, we could talk about the fight. It was a nice knockout. Oh, it was a great, great way to, you know, just get get a huge win for Charles Rackley. It was. It really was, too. But like, you, I don't want to. You no, know, it really was. You could have had some momentum going for you. But Charles Radke announces he will not be doing interviews unless you pay him from now on. So Right. Which is uh, funny because I'm pretty sure that's part of your pay is to. <laughs> so they, uh, they he says that at the press conference and nobody asked him a question <laughs> after that. It's like, so who's next? And you hear, all right, well, I'm just going to leave then. All so, right, yeah, yo, I'll no see shoot. you all later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody. Amy and I mean job. nobody. Even me. Like, we're, all, we're just a regular podcast, whatever. I would never pay. If I'm paying somebody, I want, I want LeBron or something. I'm yeah, not paying for right. Charles Radke. Who gives a shit what he has to yeah. say? Not, not paying for Chuck Buff. Um, Good win, <laughs> though. Kaplan, Amy Kaplan did a good job of tweeting about how all that transpired, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, you know, you sh- you guys should pay them." And I'm like, "What? Like, what is wrong with some of these MMA fans?" <laughs> it's like it quite quite literally in their contract is to you know show up uh, for media obligations pre and post fight. So that's it's not how that works. I saw I think it was Nick Maximoff just put a bunch of laughing emojis in one of the replies to her tweet, and I think so, I saw a couple other fighters, you know, lower level fighters that are just like clowning on him. You know, not not even the big shots. It's it's the guys who are around the same tier as you are. Even they know, like, no, that's not how that works, bro. You don't just you don't nah. just show Nobody up are. and get paid to get like, yeah, like, <laughs> buddy. If, got, if they were, if they're not, they um, he did not, and I imagine that's that probably not. Uh, you know, that's probably that got something bad. to do with it. Yeah, probably. Really? Anyway, I, mean, I think he should have <laughs> got that fifty k. But uh, I'm kind of glad he didn't because he he's a fucking. Loser. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, last time when you're out there saying, "Why don't you come down here and do something, homophobic slur?" Then you know that's when people yeah. are like, "All right, you know, maybe we should be giving this guy any extra money. Maybe we we want to eradicate this guy from the fucking." I would not be surprised car. if he did not get re-signed by his contract. So no, sure I'll tell you, no, I'll tell you what they're going to do, Ty. They would get one. They're going to set him up to get murdered. That's what they're going to do. Now, you're going to see like the biggest step up in competition. You'll be like, "Wait, what, he's fighting who?" <laughs> Chuck Buffalo and Shavkat Rock. Yeah, you're gonna be like, like whoa, 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 yeah, like, it, 
If they had Hamzat still in the fold up there, they'd be like, Hamzat's fighting Charles Radke next weekend. Be like, what? Hey, Chuck Buffalo, you want to go to uh, Dubai yeah. and fight, um, what's the guy with, um, what's the guy with one eye? It's Mega Oh, Shara Bullet. Shara. You want to fight Shara Bullet? It's like, wow, sure, yeah, I'll fuck him what up. What is he? Is he 85 or is he? He might be 85. Oh, man, if he was 70, that would be the perfect guy. He's like on the way. But I don't even, Shara, I think Shara Bullet stinks, to be honest, but. Uh, all yeah, in all, right. good win for Charles Radke. Uh, hope nobody him pays him. No one pays him. Yep. Give him Fakhradinov next. Or Randy Brown next. Or Kevin Lee. <laughs> Kevin Lee's back. He sure. retired. All right. Did you see that? He, he's on, out of retirement for the 15th time now. So I did not, but welcome back. Welcome back. I hope your retirement this past time was better than the retirement before that. And I hope that uh, Charles Radke, I hope they do line him up with with a murderer next. Gilbert Urbina, I hope you find uh, lo- luck and success on the regional scene yeah. because that is where you belong. <laughs> I hope you find respect. solace in your life. No, with all due respect, he's just not like you can't get knocked out by Chuck Buffalo. You just can't. No, I mean, getting knocked out by Trayshawn Gore was bad. And uh, yeah. then we saw it happen again. And, you know, Brian Battle smoked him even though that was uh, he was fighting up. But, yeah, no, this is just not the sport for you, brother. Or at least not the organization for you. Yeah, so now we keep it moving. That was the main card of this uh, portion of this conversation. Now we must move on to the prelims. Molly McCann, Ty, I wish I would have seen this coming. I know you didn't. <laughs> you had money line. You, you were fade Molly McCann big time. Molly looked good at 115. She looked uh, in physically good shape. I mean, she's so small, but it, it, it worked out. So this is a good win for Molly. She needed something like that, some sort of statement to show that she's not the the bum that people like you have tried to uh, put her in that uh that category uh no she is but it oh, just so on. happens she fought somebody that's much worse oh, man. so uh hopefully right. hopefully diana belbitza can learn how to speak uh octagon with a k because i think that's where she's going next <laughs> jesus christ uh, or invicta or invicta or somewhere else in the world because the ufc is not she's two and five now uh lost two in a row three of her last four I think five over the last seven. So, um, yeah, I mean, her, her, her wins are Hannah Goldie and Maria Oliveira. So there you go. That'll get you cut. I mean, she was doing some decent work because she has that length advantage, but she doesn't really know how to use it, like, at all. So, yeah, Molly McCann just – towards the end of the fight started hitting her with some solid shots, spinning back elbow, the patented move that she has, and then she uh, took her down easy, easy, and then – Full mount into an arm bar, and she almost broke it. It turns out she did not break her arm, but she was yelling. Like, you know, I think she might have torn, definitely tore a ligament or something. So maybe they run it back in a couple of years, and, you know, we can try it again. I don't know. So now where are we at? I just had it up. And then Azat. I it. Oh, Azat. Azat takes the L for us. Charles Johnson gets a win in the Apex. You know, I know he doesn't like fighting in the Apex, but... It's a part of the game, uh, brother, and that is a – I mean, that's a good win for him. I I really did not care about this fight at all, to be honest, even though I had a bet on it. Just did not care whatsoever. Another – this this card was so boring to me, dude, that I just – I tuned out halfway through and then came back and was – you know, like I was just going about my night. This was not one of those – I sat and watched the first, like, five fights of the night and was just like, damn, like this is another night where I'm going to get cooked over and over and over again. I'm looking for the scorecards right now, but I can't find them. So, for who? Uh, for the for this fight, I was just curious. What I happened. think, um, I think they all gave 30, uh, Johnson right two and three. Oh, no, okay. it was um, twenty nine, twenty eight all around. So yeah, I mean, he lost the first round. He got dropped, and then 
he um, the second round was close, but I think he did more. He landed the better shots in the third round. He almost had him in a choke against the cage that looked like he let it go and it looked like Azat was like out or like you know wasn't quite there. It was weird. And then yeah, Charles Johnson just outpaced him in the second and third round. You know, showing off that track and field uh, cardio that he was known for at one point. And uh, yeah, I mean, out completely, uh, completely dominated him. Honestly, after the first round, took him down a couple times. Uh, outstruck him easily a distance, almost doubled him up, and uh, you know went to the body, went to the legs, went to the head, mixed it up. Azad only really was head hunting, so uh, definitely a, a vet lesson that needed to be taught for Mister Azat Moxham. But I think he'll be back, and uh, this was a much needed, much needed win for Charles Johnson. Hopefully, they get him out of the apex. He's tired of being there, and I, I would be too fighting there six times in a row. I'm like, where, where, where's the crowd? Where's the people? Also, can't even get a, his wife a ticket to the uh, event, which is absolutely insane. Hilarious. Just like let her just walk her in the door. Just get, put put yeah. a folding chair on the fucking ground. I mean, there's not it's not like exactly packed for uh, for people in there. There's tons of room in the apex if you've ever seen the uh, above shots of that place. But that's the UFC. They figured out that they can just do them them events there and have no penalty whatsoever. So why not just keep doing them? I guess they must be saving money. They must be making a ton of money off ESPN because they don't even need to go on the road anymore. But Whatever. How about Themba, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Garimbo gets a, uh, what, 32-second knockout of Pete Rodriguez. This fight, I I think, so I've seen, I saw all these other ones. That fight, the Azat, since I think I had decision, I went out to the liquor store while that was going on, came back, and it was, I was like, let Over. me check to see if I won. And I was like, no, no, because I kept refreshing uh, Tapology to see the update, and I was like, hmm. Uh, no, nothing's yeah. happened yet. I was like, oh, we're in good shape then. Like, it's going to the decision. Like, we're going to win. <laughs> and then I saw Charles Johnson unanimous. I said, I'm not going to win a fucking bet today. This is just the worst thing ever. And be uh, before this, I watched Garimbo put Pete Rodriguez into the shadow realm with a yeah. uh, overhand right and then finishes it off with some ground punches where Pete Rodriguez was just curled up and wanted to wrestle to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he got shut out. 0 for 5. Didn't land his total strike in 30 seconds. That's bad, dude. Not good for him. So... <laughs> Maybe we can get Mike Jackson back in there for him. I don't know. That was yeah, not great. But at least uh, Temba, Karim, Temba Garimbo can keep the momentum rolling. He's won two in a row since the AJ Fletcher loss. That you know he could have avoided easily. But uh, yeah, let's see what's next for uh, for the long seventy-seven inch reach for one seventy. That's that's nice. So that, that could definitely work. Yeah, quick. You know, yeah. quick. As long as he just straightens stuff out. Why? You know, who knows? Who knows? He, he has some athleticism. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of other things to work on, especially if he gets to the second, third round. But we'll see, we'll see. I mean, 170 is not uh not that filled, not, not that deep anyway. At least in the lower mid tier fighters. So we'll see, what, we'll see what he does next. Shout out to MMA Masters too. That's where he's training. So that's uh, another work another, out win there. For, another win for the boys. Uh, after coming off that tough Colby loss, you know, is Ilya Taporia an MMA Masters guy? That's what I'm seeing on here, but I don't know if that's um, actually the case. I don't know. I actually, don't know it says he... it on. It literally says him Volkanovski now on on their on their topology page. I don't know. You know who knows how accurate that actually is, but yeah, I'm uh, not sure. At the end of the day, good win for Themba and uh, Pete. Might be one more. He, this next fight might be a uh, regional scene or or keep your contract sort of fight because uh, that you can't get knocked out in thirty seconds by Themba Greenbow. It's uh, just that's just how the <laughs> game goes. How about no. G? I, I, I do. Who who was announcing this? Was it jo John Gooden? He said his name in the most wild way, and I was I forgot so, how to say it. I was like, shit. Wait, I, I was saying on the podcast, I wasn't even fucking close, man. So <laughs> it's Jung Young, but then he has a brother named John Hyun. 
Lee. So it's Jong Young and Jong Hyun. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Mr. Lee takes the uh, W in a unanimous decision against Blake Builder. This was very, uh, I would say, dominant. Blake really didn't have much Trash, for yeah. him. Yeah, and he was getting taken down. He was getting controlled on the ground. And, and all around, Lee was just better than A lot him. of clinching. Yeah. The, this um, fight, I actually did not have anything on, but watched it and was still just like, this is an absolute, just, it was it was dominant. It was dominant. And, I mean, he wasn't, like, beating the shit out of Blake Builder, but he was just beating him to the punch in every single Everything. aspect of the game. So it was a easy win yeah. for him. How, yeah. I don't know if you have anything to say about that, but that's no, uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, how about Luana Carolina taking uh, a uh, come from behind at the at the at death's doorstep victory. I mean, she was almost getting triangled. She was almost getting arm barred. There's a uh, listen. This Stolyarenko sub was close a couple times. Was very it not? close. I thought so. Very. I mean, it, we into the first round. We were right there. We were right there a couple times, and even when she had that triangle, I thought, wow. Like there was a couple times where. Carolina made a mistake and, and and got herself deeper into the triangle, and you're like, "Whoa, you know what's going on there? What we're getting close, we're getting close." And then she got the arm. I was like, "Oh shit!" But no, Carolina kept. Oh. She stayed. She stayed calm. She stayed confident. She got out of that. And when Stolyarenko was getting back up, she cracked her with a punch and wobbled her ass and and rolled her ankle up underneath of her. That and was nasty. She was up against the fence, and it was it was curtains after that. And then she got her to the ground, and, and she was beating the shit out of her. It was uh, bad. Stolyarenko was just gassed. You could tell. It really took a toll on her early on when she wasn't able to get the fight to the ground. And you could just see her not only, maybe not so much physically tired, but just like the emotional and the mental aspect of trying to get the fight to the ground and failing over and over again. I think it really added up to her, and it just she was not able to overcome it. Yeah. <laughs> Third round. She got outstruck twenty nine to zero. So yeah. that'll do it. That'll do it for you. And she like she grapples like an actual jujitsu person. Like she doesn't actually like use it in in the MMA aspect of I'm gonna use punches to kind of open stuff up and uh, like like it's a fight. She views it more as like a grappling competition and where you can actually punch in it. But you're you're kind of getting the. She looks like a uh, like a poor man's version of Ronda Rousey in there sometimes, just getting the dog shit beat out of her. By girls who are not on the level of, uh, you know, like Amanda Nunes was beating the t- the piss out of her. Luana Carolina started beating the piss yeah. out of Julia Stolyarenko, and it was not a good situation. I mean, Luana Carolina even tried to throw that ba- spinning back fist at one point and ended up on her back or, you know, ended up yep. on the ground. <clears throat> Stolyarenko kept t- getting taken down and – or I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I guess getting taken down or kind of just pulling guard a little bit and just – Ending up trying to throw up the submissions from there, which it, it looked good. I, I was, uh, it felt good for us because we had that Stolyarenko sub, but we never really got there, Ty. We never really got there. So absolutely not. How about uh, Medeiros, Markel Medeiros, getting a unanimous decision victory over Landon Quinones? Did you agree with this decision? I think it was a close fight. I think they probably got the right person to win. I think both of these guys are just raw, and it really was, at some points, a little bit of a sloppy fight. Neither one, you made you were you were right on with this. Not great defense from either guy here. Uh, lots of hands being held right right around their ribs and just, you know, not not defending the face. Not no not a lot of head movement, but uh, it, it was, you know, Quinones just, I don't know, there's something missing with his game. Yeah, same with Medeiros. Medeiros wasn't really, wasn't really uh, as active as he should have been. He kind of just like taps 
taps his shots. He doesn't really, again, kind of sit down on them like he should. Uh, Quinones, I think, was hitting him with the harder shots, but there was there was times where he was inactive, uh, especially in that third round. Medeiros, I think, just stole the fight from him at the uh, pretty much at the end of the third round, hitting him with some harder shots. Went for takedowns, couldn't get him. Neither really fighter could really get the wrestling game going, but um, yeah, it, I, I guess it could have went either way. I, I think Medeiros won two and three, but I think so too. Um, I thought I second, the second was a little bit. Yeah, I mean, twenty six, twenty two in strikes, twenty one, eighteen significant strikes. So that's very, very close. But uh, one and three definitely not. So no. uh, yeah, I mean, Medeiros went to the body, went to the legs a little bit, mixed up his attacks. Quinones did not. Um, they're almost exactly dead even at distance. 55 of 141 for Medeiros, 54 of 145 for wow. Quinones. So, yeah, I mean, both guys are young. Both guys are inexperienced. I think they both have like 10 or ten or less fights. So just some things to work on both ways. They they fought well. Neither guy got hurt, I don't think. So, um, you know, decent decent athleticism, I think, for both guys. Just, again, just got to work, keep working. And, um, yeah, maybe they can be – I don't know about getting to the uh, the rank – the rankings, but they can work their way up for sure. And now we got Jamal Pogues taking a victory over Thomas Peterson. I know you had you had said before this that Thomas Peterson was the closest prospect to Brock Lesnar that the UFC has had in a while. I'm kidding, by the way, before somebody just turned it off. You were at listen to all this, and you said there's no way he actually said that. He didn't. I just made that he did up. Not. So, I mean, listen, good win for Jamal Pogues. This fight was boring as shit as well. <laughs> I'll just yeah. say that. This is I was so excited, you know. I had uh, was repping a little basketball early, earlier in the day. Came on, uh, you know, came home, took a little nap, woke up. This was it was just happening. Now I was like, here we go, turn this on. And this was like, oh, this is gonna be one of these cards. This is gonna be one of these nights, huh? Where it's just nope. big fat guy. Yeah, you know, it's they gotta be careful with the heavyweight fights that they put on first because it's we need like guys who want to murder each other, not kind of guys who want to wrestle and uh, poke each other a little bit because that's. Seems like what happened here in this fight. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, Thomas Peterson couldn't get his his wrestling going. His striking didn't look good. No, uh, Pogues Pogues did not look great physically. No. He had a, had a little bit of a gut, and it didn't matter. So I think Peterson's just uh, yeah, just low level MMA, just low level heavyweight MMA, and um, really not not much to say about it. Seriously. Unfortunately, no. The, the whole like prelims of this card were uh, even. I mean, honestly, the whole card was trash. If I'm being honest. Yeah. This yep. was easily the worst card of the year. So, uh, you know, and that's not much. It's not, it doesn't have much competition. But when we go back, we will think about this being the worst card of the uh, year. And I'm sure it will have plenty, plenty of competition uh, throughout this year because we know, Ty, and we talk about it all the time, some of these fight nights are really, really bad shit. Do you think, I have a few questions for you. Do you think Moxham would have beat Nate Maness? Um, um, no, honestly, okay. I, I, probably not. I, I was mean, just curious if he got him out of there earlier, or at least hurt because he hurt Johnson earlier with a nice right. But yeah, he just, um, he just didn't have it. It looked like maybe, I, I don't know. I, maybe he would have had better success against Maness because he's a, yeah, Maness isn't as good of an athlete as Johnson or doesn't have the cardio, but yeah, maybe not. Honestly, I think, I, I think it could have went either way. Maybe you get that matched up next, or maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Charles Johnson and Moxham both get $50,000 for Fight of the Night. Molly McCann gets $50,000 for her performance of the night with a submission. Armbar over Deanna Bell Bita. The second 
Is that really? Is that legit? Or is that? Oh, that was her second fight. Okay. Yeah. There you go. She was the sec- oh, yeah. I thought she was the second. I didn't know girls did that. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? There's just a two Roman numerals next to her name. How about Randy Brown? He gets fifty thousand dollars for his elimination of Muslim Salikov and sending Muslim out to the glue factory. So that is UFC Vegas eighty five. Who the fuck was Eric McMahon, by the way? Did want to ask you that. Some of Vince. No, yeah, I don't know. No, you don't want to be related to Vince at this time. Uh, you know, after he's defecating on women's heads and things <laughs> of that nature. Read, read the read the complaint. So that was the UFC this weekend. We have another event next weekend that will be headlined by Jack Hermanson and a local guy uh, for for my area, you know, the Philadelphia area, Joe Pfeiffer. He, you know, body bags. He's getting in there. I believe he's uh, fights out of Pennsylvania. Marquez, MMA. Dan Ige, Andre Feely, Ihor Potiera, uh, and then Robert Brzezik. Wow, this guy. Brzezik is fucking jacked. That's right, dude. He is. He's making his um, UFC debut? Yeah, I mean, he's been finished before. Kaik Brito smoked him. Um, I don't know how good he actually is, but he's 33, making his debut. This being the feature bout is quite hilarious. I think they're trying to find somebody to come in here and, and finish off Mr. Ehor, I was gonna Potiera. say, yeah, the duelist. Send him packing the duelist. Yeah, what are you, what, what, what are you dueling? He, well, you know, you're dueling losses. Ty, he put himself in a bad spot after he did that celebration after he knocked out Shogun. It was <laughs> people. The people uh, turned on him. The UFC turned on him. It's not not a good situation. I was kind of here for it, but either way, we at least we have Balaji Oki on this card. Uh, Hyder Emil, who I know he's undefeated. He's fighting Fernie Garcia. That should be a decent test to see if Hyder is. Is ready at a couple fights that didn't just just haven't come together. Daniel Marcos looking to see if he can keep his undefeated streak going. Other than that, you know, Robocop, Robocop is getting in there. Hobocop against Brad Tavares trying to put him out for good. Michael Johnson, the Angels Fight wonder. Terry's flowers. Yeah, so this card in in general, if you will, not good. I would say. Yeah, yeah. This this is gonna have a bad Zach Pauga and Bogdan Guskov. Uh yeah, I'm good. I don't yeah, watch Goose Cobb might go to sleep off, dude. That's Fernie Garcia. Yeah, no, this is a rough one. I didn't realize what uh, what is going on next Saturday. Maybe I'll have something better to do. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. I'll, anything. I'll, I'll be at the dinner. So I will miss a lot of this, but uh, I will watch it. I'll go back and watch it for the people. I'll fire all my bets in before I go out to eat. A little celebration dinner next week. So there you go. How about that? Uh, do we have any boxing or anything that we must discuss before we get out of here? I know this is a short episode for the people, but I don't want to. We're not going to lie to you and sit here and uh, jerk each other off for 20 minutes to try and make. Uh, you yeah, know, unless time. you want to. Let, I mean, we but, could. Um, we could. If somebody text we, me right now, tell me to do it. Connor Ben got a win, a decision win. Good. It's, he didn't it's test crazy. Positive. His, power, his power is gone. He doesn't knock people out anymore. It's weird how that happens. Um, he's calling out Devin Haney, Gervonta Davis, Richardson Hitchens, Josh Taylor. Um, Josh, or Josh, not Josh Taylor, Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly? Is that his name? I thought it was, yeah, Josh Kelly. Okay. Um, who else? Who else? Um, I thought there was somebody else. Yeah, he really wants to fight Tank, which, <laughs> uh, you know, sure. But, um, yeah, I think he fought in some random place against some random guy and won a random decision that nobody cared about. Joshua Boatze won a fight at light heavyweight. I think he should probably get a nice, a nice good fight coming up next. Um, I think that might have been it. Yeah, I think that was it. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was the boxing update of the. Oh, and uh, Teofimo next weekend. Yeah, right? how about she, oh, yeah, Thursday? I'm sorry. Fury Usyk fight getting moved back. 
Yeah, His Excellency was not happy. Dude. Not. Yo, I, 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 did I tag you in that? Or I, I, I meant to t- text you about that. That was crazy. He, this guy, His Excellency was fired like up. like the weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I, the the weekend. first comment was, I didn't ever seen the weekend this pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he was not happy. He was like, $10 million, uh, whatever, to both guys if this fight gets pushed back at all. He knew. He said, listen, there's, there's a chance this is going to happen. So you guys are getting deducted some money. So we'll see if that actually happens. I mean, I, I don't think he's a man that you know lies when he speaks. When he, if he says something, I'm I'm pretty sure he's uh, he means it. So yeah, definitely not the right guy. Not the guy I want to piss off. That's for sure. No, no, no. That's that's not a guy I want to upset at all. And I, also, I, he I made sure to yell. He said, "Of their own money, of their <laughs> own money." The guy was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad." Relax, relax. Uh, calm down. Uh, I also ran into Keith Thurman. Ran into I, him on the streets of St. Petersburg, randomly across the street from me. He was just outside on the phone, just ha- just having a conversation with somebody. Uh, I was walking, walking this dog that I foster, and I hear, I hear, I see him, and I hear him, and I'm like, "Who is that?" And then I hear his lisp, his very distinct lisp. As I get closer, I'm like, "Is that Keith fucking Thurman?" He has a fight coming up now. He is from Clearwater, I believe, and he has a boxing gym in St. Pete on the south side. Um, so I, I, it makes sense that he's down here, but it was just a random location. This guy, he's across the street from me. He like paints. He's like an artist. He's a painter guy, I guess. Uh, that's the house that Keith Thurman was at. He was just outside on the phone. And I said, yo, one time. And he turned around. He's like, yo, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, good luck in your fight on the 30th. And that's pretty much it. I didn't want to bother him. You know, he's a scary gentleman. He's short, but he, he he's a, he's a, he's a yeah, jack. He hits hard. Yeah. I don't know if I can survive one of those shots, but. Uh, I did want to talk to him a little bit, you know, just about his fight and how he got that fight, how that fight even came together. So that would have been a nice opportunity, a nice little, a nice little uh, inside scoop for the hot take hot box fellas. But unfortunately, he was on the phone talking about uh, say what your chest. He kept saying that, so I didn't want, definitely didn't want to interrupt him That's in whatever conversation he was having with whoever. Maybe he was maybe he was talking to Tim Zoo. They will be fighting March thirtieth on Amazon live. So the first Amazon. The first live streaming boxing event, I guess, uh, to hit the streaming services. That's going to be pretty big. It's going to be a pretty big deal. Uh, they're trying to put a nice little undercard together for it. And um, it's not for the belt at 154 because um, it says – boxing scene says this, but I'm pretty sure WBO said Keith Thurman is not an active 154 guy. Doesn't have any wins at 154. So why would we put our, the belt on the line for him? So. Just another day for boxing. Yep. Roy Romero and Isak Pitbull Cruz will be in the co-main, so that should be a kind of decent fight. Hopefully, Roly gets put out again. But Pitbull Cruz is like five three, fighting at one forty. We'll see how that works for him. Uh, who else is on that card? I think somebody boring. Arislandi Lara. Yeah, I think he might be back, but who cares? So either way, that'll be a good card, and it was just nice. It was kind of cool just to run into uh, Mr. Thurman. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Every day we're we're seeing people out in the streets. Who are you know champion boxers and champion mixed martial art? Actually, no, I don't think we've ever seen any champion mixed martial arts on the streets. But no, no, no. Yeah, maybe I did meet Edson Barbosa, but he was not a champion. So. That's true. That's true. You you do have a picture with him, pretty sick picture as well, by the way. So doesn't even look like me anymore. No, no, it does not. How about that? Is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box? My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm Ty Capone. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, please stop tweeting all the time and you sound like a bitch.